If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Story at Newsnight starts in a minute. Ever visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries, and very essential things you need, battled a long queue to finally pay, only to be told... <laughs> You can't pay to a merchant number. The way that thing they pay, eh? But with Vodafone Cash, there is no problem. Now, on Vodafone Cash, you can pay all merchants on all networks. Easy peasy. And you're straight. And you're direct. And you're sharp. From your Vodafone Cash wallet to any merchant number on other networks. So, whether you are buying provisions or fuel, medication or food, whatever the service or need, just pay conveniently from Vodafone Cash to any merchant number. Simply dial star 110 hash to make payment to Merchants on other networks today. Vodafone. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. Our Sky Swimming Pool Gourmet Outdoor Restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. to news night in the next 60 minutes treated with all the contempt it deserves northern regional minister rubbishes viral video suggesting toilet cubicles have been converted into accommodation facilities for students of the ghana senior high school 
And the fact-finding machine has been so useful that uh, it cannot be true. What is true is that upon vacation, some of the students would keep their boxes in those cubicles. I would call them cubicles. I'm an old student myself. We have details as MP for Tamale South, Haruna Idrisu urges government to do a comprehensive review of the infrastructural needs of schools in the country. Also, two separate accidents in less than 24 hours on the Cape Coast Accra Highway. Tonight, the National Road Safety Authority is calling for calm as it commences investigations into the one of the accidents involving about 30 students. We have details of that. Also tonight, Accra Digital Center, which houses the passport office, taking off the green following a 600,000 indebtedness to the electricity company of Ghana. We were pleading, but like I say, these are conversations we've been having for a period. For this exercise alone, it's been on for the past one month. So you can imagine that various stakeholders and various companies that owe us have been having certain conversations with us. But... We'll also check on the Accra East operations where officials of the ECG have been overwhelmed by illegal connections and fake meters on their revenue mobilization drive. They try to let this one look like it's a Ghana electro meter. Whereas when you peel the surface, you realize that this meter is from wherever it, it, it was coming from. Meanwhile, the ECG has so far collected 2.5 out of the 5.7 billion CDs owed by customers. We have details. And in business, prices of liquefied petroleum gas LPG witnesses an increase by 8%. We have details in 30 minutes. And in sports, the Black Satellite of Ghana begin preparation for the upcoming WAFU Under-20 Cup of Nations scheduled for July this year. We hear from General Secretary of the Ghana Football Association. And then later, we'll also hear from the Ghana Union of Traders Association as they describe as disappointing President Akufuado's decision to assent to new revenue measures. Despite what he says, there's widespread opposition from the business community. It's unfair, unfair and it's uncalled for, and it doesn't happen anywhere. Business communities are treated very seriously in other jurisdictions. Thanks for staying with us um, tonight here on Newsnight. We'll start off uh, with this uh, particular rather disturbing situation, two separate accidents on the Accra Cape Coast Highway. And you know that today uh, is a reopening day for most of the schools in the central region. And a number of parents and guardians have been concerned about the situation. Some saying they saw off uh, these um, students and now they're hearing about this accident. We'll be hearing from the National Road Safety Authority. There's a statement on that shortly. But my colleague Richard Kujunya former central regional correspondent still has his ears and eyes in the region joins us in studio let's talk about these two accidents first the one involving the 30 students yes so um two vehicles were involved the stc and then the articulated truck but the articulated truck driver narrates that he saw that the stc bus that was following him had lost uh, control of the steering wheel and so he decided to park only for the stc bus to still ram into him and so that is why um the accident occurred and so as we speak now sex are in critical condition others have been treated and discharged the students were mm. kept coast bound okay well so that's the first accident there's another one 
we are told, a second one driver and the mate of an articulated cargo vehicle. That one also happened and um, it involved um, in two vehicles, one a trailer and the other one also an articulated truck, also carrying some bottles of uh, drinks. And so um, the, the accident caused some vehicular traffic and so um, um, for about 30 minutes, no vehicle could move from Accra to Cape Coast. Mm-hmm. The other could also move to the other side of the road. And so it took the intervention of the Ghana uh, National Fire Service and the Ghana Police Service to clear off the road. But the two of them have been right to the Irinaba Trauma and Accident Emergency yeah, okay. Centre. And you've been checking particularly on the students involved in the first accident. You know, a lot of parents are worried and concerned about the situation. You've been checking on their status. How are they doing? Well, they are doing very well. And when the incident happened, they were all rushed to the Irinaba Trauma. And you know that that particular hospital was set aside because of the frequent accident that occurred on the road. And so they were rushed there and thankfully when we had a, a chat with them, um, the medical officials there, they indicated that they were all responding to treatment but currently it's only six of the people that were involved in the accident that are in critical condition but doctors are hopeful that they will all pull through. Okay. Well, and uh, Evans, the National Road Safety Authority. Yeah, they have a statement out on this uh, matter and the timing of it is what mm-hmm. has uh, alarmed a lot of parents because the schools just reopened and a lot of uh, children uh, are going by themselves or mm-hmm. being accompanied by their parents on that stretch. What is the National Road Safety Authority saying, uh, Papa? Yes, yeah, so Evans, first of all, starts that the National Road Safety Authority has taken concern in the road traffic crash that happened in the early hours of Monday 17th, 2010, uh, 2023, involving an SDC bus with registration number GB 10792 in a tipper truck. Now, it says preliminary investigations into the crash and its aftermath suggest that there were no fatalities recorded and all the injured persons have been rushed to the Winneba Trauma and Specialist Hospital to receive treatment. Now, they come to the last program and talks about authority, takes the opportunity to calm the relatives of the crash victims and the public whilst it is taking steps to ascertain the cause of the crash and address them accordingly. The final part says, what transport operators are urged to conduct pre-trip inspections on their vehicles before they leave the terminals. And drivers should also comply with the traffic regulations. I mean, and and that last uh, note uh, is Mm -hmm. interesting. Is that a suggestion that this STC vehicle didn't do the pre-departure checks uh, and that possibly may have avoided this? Is something that we need to uh, follow up on uh, with the STC itself. They they seem to have a very good track record when it comes to to uh, transporting passengers across the country. So that's something that uh, we'll be following up on. If you're listening to us and you are a parent and your child is schooling in Cape Coast, which is really the hub of mm-hmm. senior high schools, they're the very prominent ones, uh, as you've heard from the National Road Safety Authority, rest assured that they're doing everything to ensure the roads are safe tonight. Let's stay with uh, the senior high schools because the Northern Regional Minister, uh, Shani Hassan Saibu, has rubbished a viral video suggesting toilet cubicles have been converted into accommodation facilities for students of the Ghana Senior High School. Now, speaking during a visit to the school, he urged education authorities to thoroughly investigate the matter. Now, the video showed mattresses, uh, chop boxes, and students in the hallway of the facility uh, going about the activities. It triggered anger and disapproval from the public. We'll be hearing from the minister shortly, but first, the headmaster of the school, Douglas Yakubu, said he had no idea students were using the facility as sleeping space. Here's the initial reaction. I want to be fair. I cannot tell because I wasn't there whether he forced students to speak or he spoke to students. What I know is that 
he came in through the back door. Apparently, this school, we, 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 our wall is not complete. There are areas that people just come in, they have turned into thoroughfare. They traverse the school as and when they want. So he came in through there. How he got to the place, I cannot tell. But when he finished, he came to my office. Let me give him that credit. He came to the office. He came and asked. He said first that we went to water, sanitation, and health. So through our conversation, he said he could assist the school. And I was happy. Initially, I thought it was an NGO. So when he said to so, I got happy. He said, good, you can help us. Then he asked, do we have toilet facilities? I said, yes, we have. They said he saw two new ones over there, which are not in use. He said, that's true. They are not in use because we have not connected water into them. As soon as we connect water, they will be put into use. Then the question now was, do students sleep in the toilets? Look, look at this question. How can students sleep in the toilets? Have we converted toilet facilities into... We have never con uh, uh, converted toilet facilities into dormitory. And I will reiterate this point. We have never, and it will never happen. We have enough dormitory facilities for students. A lot of it who can admit more. Well, meanwhile, the Ghana Education Service has started investigations into the issue, interdicting the headmaster and the senior housemaster of the school. And that's in a statement that was issued earlier. Well, the statement further revealed that the school could accommodate an additional 300 students uh, since records indicated that students enrolled in the school were fewer than the vacancies available. We can hear uh, from Chrissy Kwating, but um, later, so subsequently, uh, we'll hear from Chrissy Kwating because we'll be getting an update from the ministry on this. But the deputy ranking member on the Education Committee in Parliament, Clementa Park, also wants the matter investigated. See why any student would on your own volition, if indeed there is adequate space in a normal traditional dormitory, would take your mattress and your chop box to go and inhabit a place of that nature. Right. So the, the, the decision by the Guard Education Service to get the matter investigated, I think it's in the right direction. They agree with the directive that the headmaster and the senior housemaster should step aside. Because whether they converted it to a dormitory to which the headmaster has denied, or it was the students who on their own moved in there, the issue of space and its adequacy is one that we ought to look at and to define properly. That is why I agree that there ought to be an investigation because, as I said, the story, it, it doesn't add up. It depends on who you listen to. And indeed, on both sides, it seems that there are certain factors that are not contestable, but uh, it has become the issue of the chicken and the egg. Well, the Northern Regional Minister has also waded into this controversy. He wants the public to treat the report with contempt. He addressed the news conference. We have come here, we have had a survey around the, the building, and that could not be true. It is far from being true. And we would want to make it clear to the general public that this was a blatant misinformation that was carried. And we would want everybody, each and every one of us, to treat this with the contempt that it deserves. And to also make an appeal to the Ghana Education Service I have my regional director of education, acting regional director of education here. Uh, we have taken it seriously. Uh, the PTA, the chairman and his subordinates, the school authority, and uh, well-meaning citizens of, including some headmasters from other institutions, 
because this news was something that it was a shock to everybody. So everybody wanted to come and see actually what is happening here. Uh, the fact-finding mission has been so useful that uh, it cannot be true. Uh, what is true is that uh, upon vacation, some of the students would keep their boxes in those cubicles. I would call them cubicles. I'm an old student myself of Ganasco. And the practice was when we vacate and we are leaving school, we would always keep our boxes in those cubicles and go. When we come back, we pick them up and start using them again in our dormitories. The observations that we have made is that there are not all those points in the cubicles that were originally meant to be used as washrooms were even closed. And these things have been there, have been in that use for a very long time. So for somebody to say that students are using them as dormitories uh, could not be true. It's unfounded because the space in, in between those cubicles cannot even permit a bed or a mattress to be laid, let alone to be used as a dormitory. Well, the regional minister also wants the matter thoroughly investigated. My appeal is to the Minister for Education and the Director General of Education to do a thorough investigation about this. I mean, I may be seen to be partial, but I don't think so. I don't think I'm partial because this is my school also, and I would want the best for my school. If I had seen anything wrong with this behavior, I would have equally commented on it. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. The case is that this is of malice that somebody has hatched, and I don't know for what reason that person would. But what has, I mean gladdens my heart is that the deputy director general is here. I've gone around with him. We have seen all that has transpired, and he and his team would do a proper uh, report to the director general and the minister so that the appropriate. Uh, steps will be taken to solve this problem. Well, we'll get updates on the investigation as it's commenced so far by the Member of Parliament for the area, uh, that's Tamale South, Harun Idrisu, has in the last hour been adding his voice to the matter. Max Olagbogba has been working at this particular story, joins us in studio. Uh, let's talk about what Harun Idrisu has been saying. Well, MFA, he says the conditions in the purported video, if true, are unfortunate and disappointing. He he supports the decision by the Ghana Education Service to institute an independent inquiry into the matter in order to give assurance to parents and the general public about the safety and well-being of students of the school. Mm-hmm. Now, whilst keenly awaiting the report from the investigations, he wants government, the GES and the Ghana Education Trust Fund, Get Fund, to take a comprehensive review of the infrastructure needs and other complementary facilities needed to support effective teaching in schools. He says he will visit in the school as member of parliament for the area to ascertain things for himself. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that's my colleague Max Olabogba with details of the statement from the MP of the area. Let me bring in Fred Tamaklo. He's a journalist that worked on this particular story. We're grateful for your time, Fred. So since you put out the story, I'm sure uh, it's no news to you about the controversy that is generated. We've heard from the Northern Regional President of the Old Students Association, Alaji Bamba Mohammed, for instance. He took journalists on a tour of some unoccupied dormitories of the Ghana Senior High School. According to him, it is not true that the school lacks accommodation. We've been hearing from the regional minister as well, also dismissing your claim. What did you actually find when you visited the school, Fred? Hello, Fred. Hello. Hello, Fred, can you hear me? 
Okay, I apologize for that, Prince. I, I appreciate uh, the correction. So I was asking about uh, this particular story that you did. Since then, there have been dismissal of um, the, the findings from your that video that you put out. We've been hearing from the regional minister, the Old Students Association. For them, it's not true what you put out. Let's talk about what you actually found when you visited the school. So um, thank you very much. So in January, I started a project on... Uh, what that is water sanitation and hygiene let me uh state that um the current gga health journalist of the year in the northern region and then also an executive member of the ghana wash journalist network in the northern region as well and so um beginning this year i said as part of my uh projects i will be uh doing some stories uh from the senior high schools especially the state of their toilet facilities. So I selected four of them, uh, Tamale Senior High School, Ghana Senior High School, uh, that is Ghana School, um, Northern School of Business, and then Tamale Technical Institute. These uh, four schools, uh, upon visiting them, the situation uh, I actually witnessed, yeah, they were similar, uh, uh, inadequate toilet facilities and students engaging in open defecation, which was actually the direction I was actually looking at, and the situation at Ghana School was so serious to the fact that uh, they didn't have enough toilet facilities, mm. and those that they had, especially during that we use during um, prep hours and then also uh, during class, is shared with the Fuku community uh, members. Okay. So if a student needs to use that, and then there's a community member, he has to wait. He or she has to wait, and then. Uh, sometimes it could even generate clashes. And so I realize, you know, this is a serious issue. So if students are not going to use that, they resort to open defecation. And then I have to also follow up to their geometry. Okay. The first point of call was the uh, Gabla Banzaba house. There, uh, there was there is a toilet uh, uh, as an attachment Prince, to the dormitory. I, I want you to narrow it down quickly to this particular video. How recent is it? Because you've been talking about not enough toilet facilities, yet you have some students sleeping in these facilities, as you as you described. So let's narrow it down to this particular story so you, you give, give us the details. Yes, so this particular story uh, came in. Immediately I visited the Gabla uh, Banzaba house of uh, Ghana school. Then I realized that students were seriously practicing open education just a few meters uh, from their dormitory. Then I asked if the students didn't have toilets. And then they told me they didn't have, but the new one that is constructed, uh, not, the authorities have not allowed them to use it because they said there's no water, so they wouldn't allow them to use that, therefore engaging open education. So I, I asked to which toilets uh, do they have as an attachment? Because all I know is that usually when dormitories are built, there is a toilet uh, attachment to it. Then they showed me this was uh, they showed me the very video that is going around. Let me also state that it's a documentary on open defecation or on hygiene that I'm actually bringing out. The documentary will be aired tomorrow, and this was that an essay. So the students actually gave you that video. You say. Again. You're saying that the students actually gave you that video that went viral. I took that video. I went there. Mm. Not once, not twice. Before the preparation of this uh, documentary. How recent? How recent is it, you'd say? 
Um, so the last time I visited the school was in uh, uh, February. February, you say. Okay, well, Prince, we are grateful. We'll leave it here and look out for uh, the entire uh, documentary, as you say, and that you're putting out. Because after that, um, there have been concerns raised by the Ghana Education Service, which has commenced investigations into this event. We've also been hearing from the regional minister, the Past Students Association, also raising similar concerns. They say this cannot be true. But um, you know that the senior housemaster and the headmaster of the school have been asked to step aside whilst investigations commences into this particular issue. So I'm sure um, it's a good time to bring in Chas, uh, the head of the conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary School, Stephen Owusu Setre. We're grateful uh, for your time here on Newsnight, sir. I'm sure your your outfit has been monitoring this particular development. Really, what are you learning about this particular situation at Ghana Senior High School? Yes, thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity. Yes, I uh, we have been following the, the, the incident and the, how it is unfolding. Um, we have been talking to a colleague uh, from uh, that school, and um, he also gave us his version of the whole story. And um, we realized that um, I think um, there was a kind of a rush in concluding that um, the place has been used or our students have been asked to sleep uh, in toilet cubicles. Uh, what we have heard from our, our brother um, from that school is that it is not the case that he sanctions students to go and sleep there and, and, and that the place is not a place of abode for students. Um, but I don't know how the conclusion was made that the place, the students were asked to sleep at that place because in the, in the school, according to the headmaster, he has enough space for students to sleep at the dormitories. So that is the version of the headmaster. And um, we are saying that um, something of this sort, if it happens, we are all working for, for, for Mother Ghana. And then uh, um, some of these students, who, uh, are deviants everywhere. Sometimes you don't want them to go to a certain part of the school, and then uh, they will just break the rule and then go there and all that. So when something of this sort happens, we will suggest to general public that we take our time to investigate. So mm-hmm. we welcome the um, decision of, of, of management, Organic Education Service, that um, they are investigating. And we know and we are hopeful that at the end of the day, uh, our brother will go back to work and, well, and, and help the children grow. You are obviously unhappy about how he was asked to step aside. What would be the ideal situation for you in such a case in terms of the handling of the matter? Um, I think that um, there should have been a thorough investigation, but um, for management, for them to have a very uh, unbiased kind of inter- uh, investigation, they are asking about it to step, to step aside, and uh, um, we are not really afraid of that, and uh, even though we are not happy, uh, we have talked to him, and he's calm, waiting for the outcome of the investigations, and for what we we know, and what he tells us, and what uh, the videos have also received from the school itself, I am convinced that the place was a place that students were actually. So I know he will be exonerated very soon and come back to work. 
We are grateful. Mr. Stephen Owusu-Setre heads um, the Conference of Heads of Assisted uh, Secondary Schools, Chas. Uh, let's speak to the uh, the Deputy uh, Public Relations Officer of the Ghana Education Service. Uh, joins us on the line right now. Uh, thank you, sir, for your time uh, on on Newsnight, uh, Mr. Yao Pokumensa. Uh, Mr. Pokumensa, so I know now uh, from what we've just been listening to that the headmaster and the senior house master have both been asked to step aside for thorough investigations. Did they do something wrong? Um, good evening and thanks for having me. Um, let me make a correction. I'm not a deputy spokesperson for the Ghana Education Service, but there are the Ministry of Education. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, it's not as if somebody has done something wrong. Um, we got a news item which we felt that uh, we needed to delve deep and get to you. Uh, validate whether if uh, what we heard was true or not. And that is what occasioned why the management of Ghana Education Service asked the headmaster and the senior housemaster to step aside so that we can have a thorough investigation and get to the conclusion of the news item that we received. Uh, it's, it will be disheartening to hear that you send your ward to school or you send your child to school and the next thing that you hear in the media is that your ward uh, sleeps on the lavatory or the toilet uh, which wouldn't be healthy and that does not promote conducive environment for teaching and learning and therefore the management of Ghana Education Service saw the need uh, to delve into it, uh, investigate and see whether the report that we had uh, or we had on uh, during the days have something to do with uh, administrative lapses or somebody didn't do this or her work well so that we can uh, uh, end that uh, within uh, the administration of all schools so that we can have uh, an environment that kids or students will want to stay and learn rather than what we heard in the media. How long will the investigations take and when do you reckon it to be over uh, for you to get some closure? Yeah, so we've given ourselves um, some uh, two weeks uh, to look into this and uh, the team are already on the ground, uh, led by the regional director of education, uh, who after their work will come to brief uh, the management of Ghana Education Service and uh, whether the recommendations are in and its findings will be looked at and will, will be worked on. Well, Mr. Mensa, the, the issue also for some is that asking the senior housemaster and the headmaster to step aside whilst investigations commences was rather high-handed. You agree? Uh, but no, I don't know what uh, you describe as it's being high-handed. For example, I, I know you can't be a, a lawyer, a judge in your own court. Uh, we, we want a fair ground. Therefore, uh, it becomes important that these actors uh, give way so that they wouldn't, we wouldn't compromise the investigative process. Um, they are being told to step aside uh, only is paving way uh, for the... Uh, the committee to proceed and delve deep into the issue. 
Yes, we've seen a video of uh, alleged students sleeping at that place. But it goes beyond uh, what, what, what we are seeing. Uh, we need to look at the lapses in there, how to correct that. Uh, mind you, domestic issues uh, handled by the senior housemaster and ultimately on the shoulders of the headmaster who leads or heads the management uh, unit of the school. So therefore, while we are delving deep into such issues, into investigative matters of schools, uh, that is how it goes the head and who is in charge is told to step aside so that uh, a thorough investigation can be carried out. Mm. We're grateful. Um, that's Yao Opoku Mensa. He's the Deputy Public Relations Officer of the Ministry of Education. We'll be going for business shortly, but something very much related um, to business as well. And the Ghana Union of Traders Association has described as disappointing President Akofado has sent into the new revenue measures, despite what it says is a widespread opposition from the business community. The government pushed through uh, the new measures, insisting they were crucial to seeking an IMF deal. Information Minister Kojo Ponkrumah says government expects administrative processes to be completed to enable implementation to commence. I checked with the council to the president, Mr. Korisuman, and he uh, informs me that the president has assented to them and that it has been returned to the clerk of parliament. That's the brief I have on that. That is a brief I have from council to the president. And my information is that it has been returned to the clerk of parliament. And I'm sure they will now, uh, you know, get into the transmittal processes so that the GRA, etc., can now start. In- I don't have timelines on that. It's already over. Do you remember that uh, these were revenue measures that were mentioned in the November budget mm-hmm. and we delayed in um, getting it passed? Uh, so it is already delayed and it may therefore be important that we fast track implementation. Well, good times and happy about this development. We can hear from Dr. Joseph Obing, his president. It's unfair and it's uncalled for, and it doesn't happen anywhere. Business communities are treated very seriously in other jurisdictions. It shouldn't be said that they do not also uh, take uh, our concerns, and that a few um, in authorities should take their own decisions. It is not fair to the slaughterhouse. Is that what they, they are saying? Even IMF itself does not seek the destruction of businesses. IMF does not seek the destruction of businesses. And that, um, if we have to enhance on revenue collection, that's why we say we have to sit down. And then we all prefer better alternatives than what they are doing now. So we could have uh, sent a better alternative than impose this on us, where we have all complained about. Well, both the Chamber of Mines and the Petroleum Chamber have complained about the new tax measures because they fear it will violate the existing stability clauses they have with the government. Well, the Finance Minister, uh, speaking at a news conference in Washington, says government will respect those stability clauses in implementing the tax measures. In the extractive industries, um, you know, part of these um, discussions on the mutual prosperity dialogues is also um, going to examine uh, what we can do because we expect um, the new ones and all of those companies to be part um, to be part of that. Um, extractives um, um, are going to be um, um, key in terms of how to redefine um, um, taxes that we'll get from them. Uh, but you should also note that we have some stability clauses uh, in these, and, and those have to be um, taken 
um, sort of acknowledgement of um, in these discussions uh, that will, ha will happen. Uh, we've seen um, some of the extractive industries also support uh, some of our infrastructure works in terms of the roads that have been done. Um, so within the totality um, of that, um, the discussions will go on and we'll see how best we can um, change or enhance um, or support um, them to also grow so that we can have more taxes for ourselves. And that's the finance minister speaking in Washington, D.C. So listening to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. And let's do business now. And Beverly's here with the latest. Hi, I'm sure you have more from the end of the spring meetings. No, oh, goodness <laughs> me. I was hoping that you say, well, the money You've has arrived. You've exhausted it. You've exhausted it. I was hoping it. that business the money has arrived. The IMS has approved and they're going to break the news. Okay, so what do you have in the headlines? So, uh, coming up in business, prices of liquefied petroleum gas LPG increased by 8%. We'll bring you a business desk report. And Parliament Select Committee on Food, Agri and Cocoa Affairs urges government to clear debt old fertilizer importing companies to prevent them from collapsing. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery and Alliance Life. Wonderful. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com 
Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two Two-story, four-bedroom detached houses at Ubuju Islegon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi Islegon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. I am Beverly Broom. We settle for details now and prices of liquefied petroleum gas LPG has gone up by 8% at the various stations. This was announced by the LPG Marketers Association today. The following business desk report has more. Association, the increase in the prices was caused by an increase in prices of oil and finished products. International price of LPG has increased slightly by 1.01%, coupled with a decline in the forex rate for the period. The situation, according to the LPG Marketers Association, is made worse by the numerous taxes on LPG. Taxes on LPG constitute about 13% of the pricing. In 2022, LPG consumption generally dropped by 12%. The association has entreated government to consider easing the numerous taxes on the product or to even consider a subsidy program on the price of LPG with a view to promoting and increasing its usage to help save the environment. Now moving on, Parliament's Select Committee on Food, Agric and Cocoa Affairs has criticised government for not clearing debt owed fertiliser importing companies. According to ranking member on the committee, Godfrey Seydou Jassau, this is among the factors that have led to shortage and increased prices of fertilisers on the market. He spoke at a round table at a roundtable meeting organized by the African Fertilizer and Agri Business Partnership in collaboration with Feed the Future Policy Link. What can we do to ensure that there is a favorable policy environment or economic environment for these businesses and private sectors to want to add more and invest more in the sector? What incentives are available to these specialized companies because they are delivering these special products and so on? I think that we've had a lot of the ups and downs. Various explanations have been given by government and I saw almost all of you laughing when we talked about the Russia-Ukraine war because it's been repeated. But it's true, that's one of the factors. But there are other factors, of course, that are not often mentioned and that is has government for example our ministry of finance paid suppliers yeah. these are some of the questions once they don't pay and the exchange rates escalate these suppliers have taken credits from the bank so the exchange rates then erodes everything that they do so it doesn't become a good business environment you heard the ranking member of the Parliament Select Committee on Food, Agri and Cocoa Affairs, Godfrey Seydou Jassau. Now, the Ghana Statistical Service has started a survey to establish reliable data for the country's domestic and outboard tourism sector. The survey, which is first of its kind, seeks to look at the attractiveness of the sector as well as improving the nation's database on tourism. Speaking to journalists after a short ceremony to launch the survey, government statistician Professor 
Moses Hamoko Naimim hinted that this will examine the potential of meeting the projected targets for the ministry. The reason why this is important is, at least from two perspectives, the Ministry of Tourism, Art and Culture is projecting that our tourism sector should be the number one foreign exchange and uh, based on um, their strategic plan. So they're setting 2027 as the timeline where the tourism sector will be the number one um, foreign exchange earner. The second perspective is the employment potential of the of the sector. And again, the ministry is projecting that by 2027, the sector should directly and indirectly create about 1.4 million um, jobs. Mike, uh, and that's the end of uh, Business News on Newsnight, brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Kingdom Books and Stationery and Alliance Life. I'm Beverly Broom. Over to you, Evans and MFIEE. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about Electricity Company of Ghana. Have you paid your bills? Oh, of course. I have paid my bill mm-hmm. a long time ago. But I, it turns out that the Accra Digital Centre has failed they to pay it. theirs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they, they, they... And that house is the passport office. Yes. And other national IT installations. And they've been taking off the national grid. As a result of that, they owe ECG some 600,000 CDs. Mm in unpaid electricity bills. The, the Accra West Office of the ECG disconnected part of the facility uh, after failing to agree a payment plan with the centre. The public relations manager, Fred uh, Bambil Johnson, tells my colleague, uh, James Avaji, the centre will have to meet the demands of ECG before power will be restored. And unfortunately, this is a place that owes us. We've been having conversations for the past few weeks, but they haven't yielded the results we wanted. So we are going to go ahead to resort to what usually is our last resort when it comes to our revenue mobilization activities. That means we are going to disconnect them and uh, probably they'll be uncomfortable till they're able to make payment and then uh, redeem the debts they owe us. Do we know what the figures are? And when you went in there, what was their position this morning when you came again? Well, I mean, it's, uh, they were pleading. Mm. But like I say, these are conversations we've been having for a period. For this exercise alone, it's been on for the past one month. So you can imagine that various stakeholders and various companies that owe us have been having certain conversations with us. But if these conversations are not yielding any fruitful results for us, then it means at a point like this, such a thing has to happen. So as a company that sells electricity, usually we like to disconnect as a last resort because once you're not using the power, it means you're not paying for it. So we we sometimes hold on with a disconnection and try to engage to see if it will yield any fruitful results. But unfortunately for us, this didn't work out. So we are going to go ahead and disconnect. Over what period of time have they been, the Accra Digital Center have been owing you? Uh, from For places we've visited on the National Drive, the conversation, especially the government ones, are that the conversation is that uh, the, their bills are paid directly from government. Are they also part of those institutions? Well, so they are an institution that pays us directly, and um, I'm not able to give a period because what happens is, though it's an accumulated debt, even within this period, they have made some payments, but it's about how much it is, so that if you owe me, say, a million Ghana cities, and you pay 300,000, it may, it's just some payments. Is that payment. what they owe? No, I'm just giving an example. So you, and you pay that amount. Do we know the figure? I'm not able to put the figure out now, but it's a substantial amount, and uh, for us, it's not what we are driving home with this exercises, even if it is one city. We are out there to collect it. And so once you're able to have very good conversations with us to show that indeed you are committed to paying, then it means you may get to a point like this where you may have to disconnect you. 
Well, James Aveji, you know, he's our ECG correspondent. He's been going on uh, with these connections and illegal connections and joins us in studio. So from the Accra Digital Centre, what was the next stop? The next stop was Etel Tigo. So the Etel Tigo. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Premises uh, was the next one uh, because the ECG said they were also owing them after a prolonged meeting between management of the company uh, and the ECG, the telco operator, and has agreed to make some settlement of one million Ghana cities. So, apart from uh, after that agreement was reached, a team was left behind by the ECG to actually make sure that this payment actually follows through. Then the PRO indicated to us later that they have actually completed this payment. We can listen to the general manager of ECG, Accra West Region, uh, Mr. Emmanuel uh, Akini, addressing this particular issue. What was a peculiar issue was the digital center as well as the uh, They were owing, so, and because they couldn't pay, we had to disconnect them. The, the two of them? Uh, digital center. Digital center, yes. So, uh, what was the situation with Adel Tigo? Uh, they've made payments. When we visited them, they made payments. Okay. After you have visited them? Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. But Etel Tigo, as we heard, the, the manager indicated that they were owing, but the company is disputing uh, the mm. ECG statement that they were actually owing, for which reason the ECG was in their premises. Okay. Well, so that was it for today. And we know that the exercise is on till Thursday or Friday. And where are we expecting? But before then, you've been to other places as well. Um, tell us about it. Yes. So the other companies visited by the revenue mobilization team so far include Fanmel Ghana and the okay. Accra. Breweries PLC. Now, the visit to both companies, according to the ECG, was to complement management of both companies for their swift and timely payment mm. of the, uh, their bills. Now, the exercise ended at Franco Estate, where the team discovered some illegal connections to four apartments in that estate. The apartments have uh, since been disconnected as the ECG prepares to take the owners on. So for the, for the Farm Milk and Accra Breweries, it's not like they were just owing, but they were there to, uh, you know, commend them for yes. prompt payment of For bills. prompt payment. Oh. In fact, the ECG says that they are one of the their, um, regular payers as far as their cons- uh, customers are concerned. And so they think that it shouldn't only be about those who are owing. Mm-hmm. And so they actually went there to Pay them have... visits as well. Yes. Okay. Well, from Accra West, uh, let's head to the east of Accra and uh, where the ECG staff are also embarking on a similar exercise in the Oyarifa area. And then public relations officer for the area, Mary Ishan, says they have discovered a lot of illegal connections in the area. As we came here today... They have reconnected the the lines again. So that is why we are here. We are here to check from house to house um, revenue mobilization. You know, we are not just collecting the money. We are also checking the integrity of our meters. If our meters are all working well, 
if there are faulty meters, then we also take steps of um, addressing it. So we are here. We also check on illegal connection. So apart from the illegal connection, there's also the problem with fake meters that are also in the system. Listen to the Accra East TCG commercial manager, Jonathan Asante. They have put on it property of Ministry of Power. Here we don't even see Ministry of Power, Ministry of Energy. And then because the meters are from different sources, you could see that this is their label. And they've placed this one on it because we have a, a local supplier who is a Ghana Electrometer. So they try to let this one look like it's a Ghana Electrometer. Whereas when you peel the surface, you realize that this meter is from wherever it, it, it was coming from. And when you, you hold the meter, I want somebody to feel it. Very light, very, very light. Meters are not like this. I mean, what are the dangers in installing such a meter? One, it, is, uh, it can create fire outbreak. The reason being that when you come and you want service, we usually will let the, Ghana, uh, the Energy Commission to come and inspect your wiring. So if the wires are not to us to stand at least, they will bring you up to standard. Now with this fake meters, they don't come to our office to apply for us to scrutinize their wiring. Well, Evans, uh, the managing director of the electricity company of Ghana, Samuel Dubik Mahama, is optimistic that the finances of the company will be greatly enhanced if power sold is collected. We can say we've collected in excess of two billion, and we know that this is the final week. This final week, we are pushing very hard. Our intention is to say that look, we've had a month long. We've been patient for three weeks now. This is the last week. There are no longer any more excuses. We, it's okay. Just pay up so that the company can be made whole. Our intention is to do our best to make sure that we retrieve enough of the revenue so we can build a better company. Our intention is to make sure that we are doing right for there to be enough meters for all our customers to benefit from it. So that's the plan that, that, that we are on now. You set out to retrieve some 5.7 billion cities. You say you are somewhere over 2 billion. You'll be wrapping up this weekend, right? What confidence do you have that you'll be able to meet that 5 billion uh, debt that you were chasing? So, in truth, this is not, it's not, it's not an exercise that you think you'd be able to finish. No, you can't. But within this short period, we intend to recover enough of it and then now launch a proper and systematic process to continuously close that gap as quickly as possible. There's a possibility that we might even start selling the debt to private institutions to go and collect. It's something that we, can, we, we are thinking about considering because we are getting to the point where we need all the help that we could get. So if it means discounting it to the necessary company and then getting what we need, yes, why not? So it's, 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 a, it's something on the table worth considering. So our plan is we'll get as much as we can, and after that we'll sit down, do an assessment of ourselves, and then plan what we are going to do next. Yeah. But we also understand that the debt that people owe you is lesser than what you owe the IPPs and other people who help you out in your operations. How do you explain that and how are you going to deal with that? So that's a great point. Now, if you are not collecting enough, then what's your story? If it's even less in city-wise, collect enough so you can shift the burden onto somebody else's doorstep. You understand? See, let's say, for example, if the city to the dollar was one is to one and we're collecting a hundred million, we are apples to apples in terms, but you don't have that in the perfect world that you are in now. So what are you going to do about it? That's just collect enough, make sure your collections number and the rate is high enough. And then now you can ask to be given a seat 
in the room to discuss the way forward on the differences. So as for that one, I'll say when we get to that bridge with the, with the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Energy, we'll definitely cross it. But for now, we have to do what we have to do on our side as a company. And we also entreat the individuals and companies that purchase our product to know that we are at a point where you have to pay for what you have consumed. That's the whole conversation. But how, do you, how does the lay mind understand this gap? The gap between what you owe and how much people owe you. So, so the gap is, is clear because what, what we owe is in dollars and what we collect in cities. You understand? So that's a whole tariff conversation about how to close the gap as quickly as possible. And that's the uh, boss of ECG, uh, Tupik Muhammad there. Let's do sports now. And there's some, you know, important news as we're anticipating with the Black Meteors, is it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But just before the Black Meteors, uh, the Black Satellites of Ghana, they've begun preparation for the upcoming Wafu Under-20 Cup of Nations, uh, which is scheduled to take place in Cote d'Ivoire in July this year. Head coach Samabwedu invited over 150 players to a screening and exercise in Pram Pram to select the best materials to represent the nation in future international competitions. The first badge of invited players were expected to report to camp on Sunday, April 16, and while the second was scheduled to report on Thursday, April 20. Both sets of players were required to report to come by 5 p.m. on their respective days. And the, the WAF 120 Cup of Nations will feature seven teams from West Africa, including Ghana, Niger, Nigeria, Benin, and Burkina Faso. And to the Black Meteors, they qualified for the Under-20 African Cup of Nations tournament. And the General Secretary of the Ghana Football Association, Prosper Harris Inado, has assured that the association would do everything possible to give the players the best preparation for the tournament in June this year. Preparations to ensure that uh, we present a good team, we give ourselves good preparations and be in the position to compete with the rest uh, of Africa in terms of the other uh, teams that will come. Uh, three st- slots are available and then one, let's say, 50-50 slot. We want to take one of the three slots. Uh, and so we must be ready. And like I said, immediately we qualified in Kumasi. The plans uh, 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 set off. And- Prosper Harris in Ado events. I'm sure you are familiar with the viral Ghanaian boxing sensation. You know, he won a bout over the weekend in the UK. Yeah. He said I mean, Tim Fee. That's somebody his was real telling name. me he has a terrific punch. I tell you, he's, he's, he's now been labeled as Ghana Mike Tyson. Mm. Oh, boy. He's, oh, so he's, that's true. That's true. I he's need got to look for that video. Punch. I mean, we, we'll have, uh, we, we had an interview with him. He spoke to Joy Sports and it will be on Prime Sports tonight. So make a date. We'll catch it, definitely. But let's head to a Kropong now. And for the fourth successive time, thieves have broken into the computer laboratory of the Okwapaman School, Okwas in a Kropong, and made away with desktop computers plus some laptops. My colleague, Kwekwa Sante, has been checking the situation on campus and joins us on the phone with details. Kweku, we understand management are tight-lipped about the situation, but what have you been able to gather? And if I, when I went to campus today, the headmaster and some senior management officials were in a meeting to discuss how to nip this in the bud. Given that this has happened for the fourth time, they were trying to find out what specific security lapses existed, for which reason these specific persons are exploiting it to steal these computers. And what makes this all tricky is that these computers are used to train 
blind students, persons who are visually impaired. You know, Kapim Sidan High School, Kapim SHS, have both students who are who, who, who do not have any challenges with their eyes and those who are visually impaired. These specific persons, they call them late blind students. These are students who are normal students, but through one thing or the other, lost their sight. And they use these computers to train them. These computers have now been stolen, and management is trying to figure out exactly what happened because the school had been on recess for Easter break, and these specific persons just went on campus ransacked the computer laboratory and made away with some of these very critical and crucial equipment that is used for these visually impaired students. Well, thank you. And that's um, Kwekwa Sante. And this is something we'll be bringing you subsequently. Well, but tonight, uh, the agency responsible for regulating and overseeing the production, processing, and marketing of cocoa in the country, that's the Cocoa Board, says it is deeply concerned about the economic downturn of the produce buying company. Well, according to its audited report cited for 2020, the company lost 1.9 billion CDs within the period of four years. Well, our investigative desks have been monitoring this for us. Uh, we can listen to it of it. In August 2022, a circular copied all staff indicated that payment of salaries would delay due to the current financial challenges facing the company. When we spoke to the staff who pleaded anonymity in November 2022, he told Joy News their salaries delayed for three months last year. It was not only difficult for many to fend for themselves, their families as well. Staff salary, they were owing us three months, but currently they've paid the three months. But as we speak, we don't know when our next salary payment is coming, and we have no idea. He said it was now difficult for staff to access welfare loans from the company, which wasn't the norm in recent past. Okay, the welfare fund is a revolving fund. So they wrote to us that there are no funds available. So nobody should apply for welfare loan. We can hear from the Cocoa Board on this. It is a concern because CBC is one of the very key licensed buying companies, even though we have a number of them, about 65 licensed buying companies. But PBC has been one of the very best licensed buying companies. Uh, despite the fact that they've had some challenges in recent years, PBC continues to be the licensed buying company you can count on when you have to go to the hinterlands. And then the level of trust uh, in time past uh, farmers had in PBC is one also that's of a very important. It's very important to us because. You know very well that these farmers will wish to have do business with PBC. So yes, the challenges PBC is going through is of a concern to us. With PBC, you know very well that um, during the light crop season, which some of the LBCs are not enthused in going out there to mop up uh, the small beans from the farmers in the hinterland. PBC is one licensed buying company you can count on. So Cocoa Board has been working in ensuring that we are able to help them with capital for their business. So yes, Cocoa Board has been supporting. It's unfortunate that we are where we are now. But trust me, if but for the intervention of uh, Cocoa Board, I'm not sure we'll even be here at this point. 
as a public affairs manager of Cocoa Board, Fifi Boa, for ending tonight's edition of News Night. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evans Mensah.